This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's up, guys? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insights of games and practices, as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But first, to be sure, conveniently download that Odyssey app. Hit the auto-download button to stay up to date on all new episodes or stream from any of your additional favorite platforms. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my amazing co-host and Bolts Nation's favorite, Kaylee Mizell. It's time for us to dive into this new Fabulous Pucks and Bolts episode. Kaylee, what's going on? Here we are again. Yes, this is so exciting. Another NHL season is upon us. And it feels like just yesterday that we were talking to the players and 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 going into game six and talking about the Stanley Cup final. And um, you know, it's just been such an incredible ride over the last few years. Um I am just so thankful to be a, embraced and a part of Bolts Nation um, and so excited to have you guys along on this podcast. Casey, uh, you already know this very well because I talk about it all the time, but this is my favorite time of the season. It is fall. Mm-hmm. It is pumpkin spice season. There, <laughs> I pumpkin bread season. It is hockey season. It is football season. It is MLB playoff season. It's the best time of the this is my Christmas this <laughs> that's is a great my, way to put that um so I'm hype for this time of year I'm really excited to see what this lightning team can do they have a lot of their pieces back with a few exceptions that we will get into mm-hmm. Casey I know that that we're going to get into some offseason stuff and a, a lot of things planned in pucks and bolts so fans, be sure to, like Casey said, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and definitely be sure to download that Odyssey app. And Casey, how are you doing? And then also, like, should we just get into this? I'm, oh, so, I'm so ready, ready to get into it. As you know, I'm battling a little bit of a of, of a throat, yes. uh, strep throat. It was a long weekend, but we're good. We woke up and did all the honey things. And so if you guys hear me fade out a little bit, it's just that. It's that time of year. We're juggling football, hockey, all the things. And we're just excited to be here. So I'm awesome considering the circumstances of fatigue and sore throat. Um, and yeah, I'm so ready to get into this because – Something that just adds to the excitement here on Pucks and Bolts is the fact that this is the the Bucks are no the Bucks, excuse me, guys. The Bolts are celebrating their 30th season. So big mm-hmm. happy birthday to these guys. That's a big birthday. I know what I did for my 30th. And hopefully they topped that with some great games and and you know, maybe another Stanley Cup at the end of this. Who knows? Um, so with that said, the beginning of this 30th season went down Madison Garden last night, uh, facing the Rangers. And Kaylee, unfortunately, the first stat that I have to report here is the fact that this team, your favorite Bolts, have fallen to the New York Rangers in the last four contests in the regular season. Not yeah, a they have. stat to start with. <laughs> yeah, they lost 3-1 last night. And um, there were times where the Lightning looked like they had control and that they looked like they were playing within their system and that they were really like owning the ice, owning the puck, um, really, really creating 
great spaces and even some really good opportunities and looks, mm -hmm. but it just fizzled out in the third period. And I don't know how much more I can say other than like, yeah, it just really kind of fizzled out. Like there's, I'm going to, I'm going to like go, I'm going to be, I'm put on my nerd glasses here. I'm going to like nerd out with you guys with some, some of these statistics. So Casey, let's just get right into it. I'm going to talk about the bad things first, because oh. I, I just want to kind of get into that because I think that there are a lot of good, a lot yeah. of good pieces, a lot of things to build off of, but the third period was, it was pretty atrocious. They got outplayed by the Rangers really? in the third period. And we had seen this happen a few times previously where the bolts just are not standing their ground when they're when they're playing against uh, a team that is fast, a team that, mm -hmm. that comes out and is like punching it in your throat type of type of team. And yeah. you know the this is a team that is going to have some bumps in the road. They lost some big pieces. So yeah. we're going to get into how that impacts the game. But defensively speaking, Casey, in the third period, they just didn't have it. And I yeah. think there's, there's some new guys on defense. They brought in some guys. And they're still kind of figuring it out. They're still – it takes some time for this team to gel. I remember when in the 2020 season – the buck or excuse me, the bolts were not doing a, like they weren't doing the best job. They weren't terrible, but mm -hmm. they weren't like what everyone expected them to be after this historic year. And then the sweep, and then they come in and a little bit off to like a rocky start to mm -hmm. start the year before the Sweden trip. And, and then Sweden was a game changer. <laughs> people were calling for like John Cooper's job though. You know what I yeah. mean? This was so I, I think it's really easy to like push the panic button way too soon. This is a veteran team. They know how to turn it on. They're gonna figure it out. This is one game. So I'm not I'm gonna get into some of the negativity, but like let's not push the panic button with this. But defensively, it was not a super sound game. And I think that that goes to show that you're really missing a guy like Ryan McDonough and, and yeah. what he provides on the ice. You're missing a guy like Jan Ruda and what he provides on the ice. Casey, what did you think about that third period? And defensively, what did you think about what was going on on the ice? So, so glad that, that you mentioned this because for me watching the game, it's not, it didn't particularly start in the third period. It was more something that, that balanced out from what started to dwindle down in the second period. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the shorthanded goal by Zaban Zabanajan, I always screw up his name. He, I think that kind of started to take the wind out of the, the bolt sails there a little bit. And then at that point, you know, the Rangers kind of kept the bolts on their heels by pushing them into these power play situations. And I said this before you and I talked about this last season a little bit is while Stammer is your guy, while Cooch is your guy, while Point is your guy, you've got to kind of have one of these young guys step up on the power play and be able to capitalize. It can't always come down to Stammer, Point, and Kucherov to get the job done, even though they do. Um, so I think them not being able to execute on power plays aside from one really kind of shot them in the foot, and then that energy started to translate from the second period into the third period. Third period opening up, you know, New York comes out and racks up a penalty. 
And so at that point, maybe the Bolts thought that they had an opportunity and they did not capitalize on a power play opportunity once again. So last season, we saw that whenever they'd get these power plays and special teams didn't show up, and I got a chance to talk to Braden Point about it this past Saturday after their last preseason game, he was saying how, yeah, special teams is a crucial part of this game. And if you can't turn those those moments into points, it's going to hurt you. And that's what I saw last night. So from the penalty opportunities they had from the first period to the second period to the third period, that's where they just started to get scattered. They got pushed out of their style of play. They lost their simplicity. Um, and at some point, it just didn't even look like they were playing their game at all. So not capitalizing on those power play opportunities is what I personally saw was a huge, huge issue. Um, as exciting as it was that they did get one power play goal, thanks to Stammer, of course, uh, they have to have other guys that can get the job done or they've got to be able to set up Cooch, Point, and Stammer to execute when you get those opportunities. Looking at the game, it looked like, oh my gosh, the Bolts have racked up way too many penalties. But truth be told, it was the Rangers that had six penalties to the Bolts four. So yeah. how do they get six power play opportunities and get one goal out of it? Yeah, and and that's a, a situation where it's it's gonna get hot and it's gonna ebb and flow. I mean, the, the guys talk about this all the time. So I, I don't expect it to be hot right off the bat, but you do have to capitalize. And something that John Cooper talks about quite often is is the defense. And defense comes first. Defense bleeds into the offense. Mm -hmm. And something that I, speaking of special teams, was was frankly unimpressed with was the penalty kill, not only do you let up a shorthanded goal, yeah. you also allow, you know, a, 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 a power play goal. And so, um, you know, the penalty kill, I mean, that not both of those stats are obviously penalty kill stats. Um, but when you're, when you're, when you're on the power play and you're not controlling the puck very well, which they didn't, again, it goes back to, missing a guy like Anthony Sorelli. Anthony Sorelli is out with shoulder surgery. We found out this July. Mm -hmm. So they said, Julian Breezebois said that he could be out from anywhere between like four to six months is usually how long that that it takes to recover from shoulder I think they surgery. said he's going to return in December. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be quite some time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it, 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 it doesn't bode well because Anthony Sorelli is such He's so good on the penalty kill. He even, he has contributed on the power play. He is such a good shutdown forward. Like he's such a defensive minded forward. Yeah. They really missed him, but not only did they miss him on that side, but Casey, they missed him on the dot in the faceoff circle. Him and Steven Stamkos are two of the very best guys at faceoffs. And mm -hmm. part of the reason that the Bolts had a really hard time controlling things during the power play on special teams during the penalty kill is because they were not winning the faceoff. They were yep. not winning the faceoff. And that's and where that, your success starts. And that really, really shot them in the foot. That is in part what allowed uh, both the shorthanded goal and the power play goal, just not having possession, not being able to get control of the puck, not being able to get control of the game. And, and that really did shoot themselves in the foot um, with that. Now, on that penalty note, this is a team that they're a veteran group and they just have to be better with penalties because the reality is, is that they were the second most penalized team in the yeah. entire NHL last year. 
that's not a good stat. You don't want to carry that trend into this year. (laughs) No, you have to play a little bit more structured. You have to play a little bit more sound. Don't take the errant penalty. And, And like you said, it's not that they took an insane number of penalties tonight. I think that they took one too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but in comparison to the Rangers, but they also just didn't capitalize. Now, again, that's going to take some time. The special teams, power play, it's going to ebb and flow. Your penalty kill, though, needs to shut down. And if you are on a power play, you cannot let them get a shorthanded goal. Those no. two biggest miscues. Bigger than even not scoring on the uh, power play. It's like you cannot let up a shorthanded goal. No. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, is you got to be tighter in that penalty kill. You really do. Now, looking at the flow of the game, and I'm going to stop talking after this, Casey, but they did have a pretty good penalty kill. And that is what, in part, I think sparked them to get that first goal. They had a penalty kill. It, It looked really well. And then they had that power play goal from Steven Stamkos, just a beautiful shot by Stammer uh, from his office, a one-timer. It's what you would expect from Steven Stamkos. Really, really glad that he did that. And kudos to Brandon Hagel for being, I mean, putting himself in harm's way. He, he got those two penalties, right? Like he got Mm -hmm. both of those penalties, um, to allow them to have that big power play uh, where Steven Stamkos sto- scored. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it was it, it was Stammer that kept them in any sort of a game versus yep. the Rangers last night. And with that said, you know, Stamkos collected his 182nd power play goal. Stats that you just love to hear from, from your captain. Um, but I'm glad that you mentioned Brandon Hagel because kind of taking it back to the top there, First period, the Bolts came out fast. They had that fast start that we always expect from them and that they themselves hold themselves accountable to have uh, every single game. It was interesting, you know, because I don't know how long it's been, Kaylee, since you really got a chance to see Stamkos, Point, uh, Kucherov, Hedman, all and, and, and Bassey all start on the ice together. Granted, you know, you've got newcomer-ish uh, Cal Foot, who's starting to kind of find his feet underneath him in a, in a larger role with the lightning here, but it was great to kind of have that. And I think that helps set a tone early for them to know that you've got all these guys healthy and ready to contribute out the gate. Um, but as you mentioned, it was Brandon Hagel that kind of took the spotlight for me last night because you saw this kid everywhere involved in every play. He was playing so well. His four checking game was so great. And what I like about the fact that he was contributing on the four check very consistently, very strongly, is there was a lot of games heading into playoffs last season where you were looking at a team that the previous season was one of the best four checking teams in the league. And they really just kind of lost that. They were struggling to have a consistent four checker in their lineup. And Brandon Hagel was coming from Chicago, known as a scoring kind of guy. Then his role kind of had to change and adjust here. And you and I discussed that. Now he's more of a defensive minded player. They're really utilizing him as a two way player, which is necessary because they were great. They were a balanced attack team on that two way when they had that really electric third line. And I think they're still kind of trying to find their footing with the loss of, you know, Gordy. Barkley, Goodrow, and um, Coleman. So I think Hagel's really starting to come into his own. Something else I noticed is that him and Nick Paul, we kind of saw some electrifying chemistry moments between them in the playoffs. And now what I'm a big fan of is that game one of the 30th season, 
they're kind of picking up where they left off. They had a great chemistry. They were feeding off of each other. There was a play where Nick Paul was really taking it to the goal or to Shesterkin, if you will. And as he almost got a goal, you have Hagel right behind him to pick up the garbage and try to finish and, and, and clean that up and execute it. And there was a couple times that you saw that, you know, that that pressure applied to Shesterkin and that follow up by Hagel. So I love the fact that he was all over the ice last night. I think that he is just starting to find his way in this system and that he's going to be a big contributor, especially with Anthony Sorelli out until, you know, roughly December there. So that was something that gave me a glimmer of hope. You saw that in all three periods. This kid had a motor on him. Even when he drew in two penalties, he got an unfortunate one-two slap from the Rangers from Miller tripping him to Barkley Goodrow shoulder, like hitting him in the shoulder in the face. And that's where the Bolts were able to finally capitalize. Hagel draws in two penalties, sends Miller and, and Goodrow to the box. It's five on three and Stammer collects his 182nd power play goal. So as you mentioned, there's some good spots here. Um, it's consistency, you know, it's playing all three periods. It's finding your footing. It's not allowing a fast team. And the thing with New York that's dangerous. And I think that for the past couple of seasons, at least in my personal opinion, the bolts have always kind of struggled when you go against a team that not only has speed, but physicality. Um, it's typically kind of a one-sided story when they go up against a super physical team or a super fast team. I think they figure them out a lot quicker, but they're always kind of pushed on their heels when they go against speed and physicality. And New York has that. I mean, Reeves back there, you know that this guy just wants to rough up anybody, if you will. And McDonough was this guy who not only blocks shots and, and really sacrificed his body for his team, but he could lay it on a guy if, if necessary and push against the board. Then Eric Chernak started his career that way, really being more of a physical defenseman, really being a stay-at-home defenseman. He started pushing up a lot more in the last season and a half um, and playing, you know, above his blue line, if you will. But not having, you know, multiple physical guys in this defense. Luke Shin was another one who would body up a guy. So now yep. they've kind of lost that physical depth in their defense as well as that that those guys that will sacrifice their body. And this all brings me back to Brandon Hagel because, Kaylee, you said an important thing. This kid was yeah. blocking shots last night. He had three. Yeah. He had more than Eric Chernak. Like, imagine that stat. Right? He had more blocked shots than Eric Chernak had last night. That's wild. This kid really was putting himself in like harm's way, right? To, to get out there. And Casey, to your point, you have to have people stepping up like that. Mm -hmm. Like Ryan McDonough took a ton of blocked shots and he knew how to take them so that he was not going to get hurt and injure himself, which sometimes he would, and he'd come back and you and I'd be like, how? How, what is happening, right? And then anytime Eric Chernak had a block shot, it was like you're holding your breath because he had so many block shots where he did get hurt. And I don't, I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying that that's his fault, but there is like a beauty and an art to taking a block shot and 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 taking it on like the fatty part yeah. of the muscly part of your body, so that you're not getting, you're not damaging yourself, you're not hurting yourself, you're not going to put yourself out for a, for a certain amount of time. Brandon Hagel went in there and is just taking block shots. And I also also have to give a, a shout out to Steven Stamkos because Absolutely. he also took three blocked shots last night. So kudos to those guys. I agree with you. Brandon Hagel is, is a really interesting guy. Casey, uh, I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh, I, I want you to tell the audience what you said to me earlier about Brandon Hagel and the way that he has transitioned his play 
mm -hmm. on this lightning team? Because I found that to be very interesting. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because you know, as you mentioned that I mentioned, um, Hagel, his role with the Blackhawks was a scorer. I think somebody said that he had like 33 goals and was just starting to build that frame out of his career. So you thought that he was going to be, you know, that guy, a, a first line, second line guy that really executes and, um, gets pretty on the power play, but then he comes to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay just lost this electric third line that no team could compete with in the league. And now you're trying to fill those shoes. Um, so what I do like about Hagel and his adjustment is that when he first got here, I think it was very obvious that they were changing his role. Um, right off the bat, I was excited about this trade because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to get another scorer in this lineup, not realizing that they were going to kind of mold him into more of a two-way player with a defensive focus. And so, as I mentioned earlier, they weren't having much success on the four check. Um, you know, Alex Kalorn's coming off of one of his career, like career, top career stats statistical yeah. years yes thank you drawing links here so i'm losing my voice and so <clears throat> in the fill-in is where you would see kind of Kalorn try to help out with the four check but his size and his frame it's not really his his game if you will and that was all put on the shoulders of anthony sorelli so getting hagel up to speed to be able to do that i think what helped get hagel into this role and kind of make it more of a, a seamless transition is the fact that this kid loves physicality he is in on hits. He doesn't mind throwing a guy against the boards. He gets chippy and he's, he's stronger than he looks. And so I think that the lightning analyzed this and processed this before he even got here and was like, yeah, we can turn him into the two way player that we need there. And he's starting to really find his legs. So I think it's the fact that he doesn't fear contact. I think it's the fact that he's fast, which typically you're like, yeah, we want him scoring, but he uses his speed to get on top of players to then body them up and really kind of pressure them against the boards there. He's really good with his hand-eye coordination and keeping his stick on the puck when going up against these guys along the boards. And I think that that's something that he's just going to grow with even more more um because that was something that was so attractive about yanni gord is the fact that he was fast and he was a fly people just many nicknames that you had for yanni gord just because of the way that he played he got on you he stuck to you he irritated the heck out of you and oh, i think yeah. brandon hagel is about to be that guy oh yeah well if you're if you're comparing him to yanni gord he's gonna be a good guy in my book and in all of bolts nation's book because that kid is loved significantly mm -hmm. 